Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Wishful Thinking. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about our thoughts and expectations on Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Volume 3. I'm your host, Ronnie, and today I'm joined by Jackson, Kaz, Eric, and Stefan. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. Hi. Um, before we get into the discussion, I just have a few uh, housekeeping things to go over. Uh, we have our Creed 3 post-reactions, uh, our last Wishful Thinking episode. That is out, I believe. Should be out by the time this comes out. Cool. Yep. And Jackson, you have CGC. Uh, oh, stuff? yeah. For a couple of the summer podcasts, uh, I interviewed a couple of the upcoming officers for the gaming club. So that's Crimson Gaming and Gamecraft. So make sure to check those out and meet your upcoming uh, officers for the next year. And follow the Discord for those too. Yeah. Sweet. Does anybody have any? Other housekeeping Maybe stuff? Driveway Discussions episode one will be out? Yeah, Driveway Discussions episode one is uh, coming out soon. So, um, yeah, keep an eye out for that. Yeah, I got a couple of shows in the works too. So uh, keep a look out for those in the coming months as well. Sweet. Let's get into it. So from the various interviews and trailers that we've seen, uh, it seems like we're going to get a pretty deep dive into Rocket's backstory and who he is and what makes him tick. Uh, James Gunn has said in like several interviews that this is basically Rocket's movie, which I think is interesting because the recent posters that have come out have been like, you know, way heavy handed, way heavy handed with a, this is Rocket's movie. Will he die? And I wanted to hear you guys' thoughts on do you think he'll die? I think, okay, let, let's just take a moment here. When does the if they're going to focus on him in that movie, are they really going to kill him off in the same movie? Because that just sounds really lame. That's what I was thinking. I don't just, think Rocket's going to die. I think either. he's going to survive. I think so. Here was my impression. There was, there's two things at play here. One is the Rocket like poster that we're heavy handed. We're not technically Marvel's posters. Those, those were IMAX, IMAX posters. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so. Granted, they are like it's a Marvel affiliated thing, blah blah blah, whatever. I'm um, so surprised by how almost not Marvel affiliated. I mean, because I feel like every movie is like tying into. I mean, we even got the Marvels uh, trailer. Mm-hmm. Secret Invasion kind of seems one off as well, but that's going to lead into Captain America. James Gunn has pretty much said like this is like my thing. Like we're going to end off the Guardians, and this is going to be not only that, but his conclusion mm-hmm. with, with Marvel. Marvel. So it's like. Considering what they're building on the other side, this is the least Marvel cinematic universe movie, I almost feel like. Well, and it's interesting, too, because, like, all the other trailers, like, all all the other material, like, both the trailers and the posters that are Marvel-specific, they, like, at least for me, I get the impression that, like, Rocket's going to be the only one that survives this, and, like, everyone else is just going to be... Right? Oh, that's a hot one. That's the impression I, I got from it. it like, just because it seems like, you know, this is a very rocket heavy movie. But beyond that, too, it's like, I mean, he talked like one of the taglines in the trailer was like, oh, we're all I had a dream that we all like walk out into the like into the sun, uh, sunset or something like that. Yeah, um, do this for one last time. There's a very definite sense of finality mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. yes no matter who dies this will probably be the last guardians yeah oh yeah i mean uh uh bautista yeah they bautista already said he's like oh yeah i don't want to be drax anymore um and honestly good for him good i gotta say him. yeah he's yeah. been killing it glass yeah. onion was amazing he yeah. had a little thing in yeah. Played yeah. Glass. I, yeah 
if you had to see it, I didn't grow up much with WWE. Like I, I was in Mexico for like a year. Like I was living in Mexico, and so like my exposure to WWE and like a lot of American culture is kind of like skewed. But I just remember I'm like when I heard Dave Bautista's name like in the original, I'm like, wait. The wrestler, <laughs> right? Yeah, and Jake, like to yeah. be fair, it's not the first time that I mean Dwayne the Rock Johnson, exactly. But he's doing a better job yeah. than John Cena. John Cena, I think. Yeah, Peacemaker. Like also James Gunn. He's hey. Also James. Two wrestlers under his. I'm Which, just listen. I'm thing. just saying. Rey Mysterio solo movie becomes an actor. <laughs> I, lo- I love Rey Mysterio. Um, I think he got uh, honored, didn't he, recently? Like he got some like sure. he, award or something. I don't he know. deserves it, unless he's a bad person, then he does not deserve it. Um, I, know. <laughs> I, I, don't I know. mean, look at Creed uh, pre-reaction to or what oh, yeah. call it? prediction yeah. to reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 that's yeah. fun. Um, I think it's yeah. interesting y'all brought up like finality because like you're right. This is the last. Guardians movie at least helmed by James Gordon because mm. he's going over to uh, DC so he's Disney Marvel <laughs> um, and Disney will not like that one bit I'm sure uh, no. they say it's okay but like yeah. it's yeah. companies they going at each other okay, so. okay. to be fair they're yeah. busy with Florida so yeah oh yeah. so that's a whole nother that's a whole can of worms I'll tell you later <laughs> yeah. well they're worrying about that James Gunn's head over to DC oh, yeah. and it feels like he since he is leaving and this movie doesn't seem to be worrying about the Marvel like universe as a whole he can really do whatever he wants and i feel like if he wanted to go and kill off all the guardians except for rocket he could yeah, yeah. right like okay but leave Groot alone like he's already no, died. he's already four bastards already died twice we can't lose i don't think Groot's gonna die <laughs> i forgot about that well see the thing is too even if he does die I already know they're going to bring him back in some regard. Yeah. Like, yeah, he can never die. He can never truly die. His Which it would be real s- name is William Afton. <laughs> <laughs> he always huh. comes back, man. What are you, Matt Pat? <laughs> well, apparently it's not the same Groot every well, time. It's a, just, different it's a different Groot. I mean, really? oh, we've yeah. seen adult Groot in the trailers, and it's very different from the adult Groot from Guardians One. Yeah, well, so it's, like it's also a slightly younger Groot as well. So yeah, maybe it's yeah, been confirmed by James Gunn. It's not the same. It's Groot. not the same one. Right, it's a different one. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It would be sad to end off the this trilogy with like almost rocketing group being together, finding a family, and then now losing the family. But like something I wouldn't put it past James Gunn. I mean, to be fair, Martin Peter lost his. Have a, like, sorry, go on. I was so. just gonna say Peter lost his space dad in the second movie. Yeah. So yeah. Both, yeah, both of them Marvel really has been going through a strong sort of changing of the guard. It feels like is Tony and. Uh, Steve, how did I blank on his name for so long? <laughs> and Natasha. Iron Man, Captain and America, Natasha. Natasha. Bruce. Uh, Bruce has really been off to the sidelines, and I don't know if we're He has a son now. He does have a son now. Well, yeah. um, <laughs> let's, not, let's not get into what Somehow may Hulk be procreated. I don't want to talk about She-Hulk on here. <laughs> She-Hulk is canon. I will stand behind I, She-Hulk. Me too. I love She-Hulk. I don't love it. I like it. Me, me. I will stand, <laughs> I'll stand in front of She-Hulk just so I can make fun of it more. Stand in front. <laughs> I thought you meant to protect her. Um, <laughs> I would protect her any day, but um, so <clears throat> for She-Hulk. Jackson, yeah. that's a... Uh, we don't have time Dude, I thought that, that Mike didn't pick that up. <laughs> okay, we can, we can get that part out. But yeah, I think out of all of the old Avengers, um, I mean Ant Man, and I guess Marvel is mm-hmm. kind of Spider Man. Yes, yeah. whenever they make them, make and then the of course Spider Man, because yeah. like looking at their recent uh, list of films that they're doing, it's mostly new characters or Shield stuff with like Secret Invasion. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which I can't say I'm excited for, but maybe that's just me. Oh, right. um, 
yeah, I think, I don't know, it's going to be interesting to see how many characters from Guardians end up returning in I, their projects. I kind of hope they don't. Like, we're entering a new era of Marvel. Let the past yeah. be the past. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're already firing a bunch of the Marvel people. I don't know if you follow the news. Like, have, yeah. the VFX is an exec fired i think the marketing exec got fired or quit um they can't fire the vfx effects they're not gonna have like 75 percent of the movie then she was the problem she was the problem <laughs> yeah. oh. okay. all right never she mind was definitely they're restructuring from the bottom to the top or mm-hmm. top down whatever yeah, yeah. top down Started so, from the bottom now they're here yeah that'll be interesting if that'll help with uh i know you've talked to this stefan at like length about mcu fatigue yeah and yeah. i wonder if this changing of you know who's in lead for like talent uh like making the stuff mm-hmm. and behind the camera um i wonder if that'll help with that hopefully well there was this whole argument james gunn i think actually said this it's not superhero fatigue mm-hmm. it's just bad movie fatigue almost Ooh, yeah, like yeah, that's, that's kind of paraphrasing what he said which i agree yeah yeah i i don't know because like it's the same argument that people have with kids' movies, where it's like, you know, kids' movies are formulaic and then blah 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 blah. Um, but like, let's like let's 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 take a different look at this. Literally, kids' movies are teaching like, like you look at Sesame Street for example, right? And you don't and you don't think anything of it, but like, there's a lot of work that goes on in uh, like beyond in the script writing and like in considerations for developmental yeah. um, audiences and everything like that. Um, and, and like, there's a lot of beautiful kids media out there. Mm-hmm. Um, Louie, I would argue, <laughs> I'm like not even joking no, though. It is like top tier media mm-hmm. in general. Yeah. And like, Bluey? What's that? Bluey. It's an Australian, it's an Australian show. Kids show. It, it, it's made me tear up multiple times. Yeah, it's like, be, it's, it's the gen, it's Gen Z's comfort show. And yeah. it's because a lot of us kind of didn't grow up in like loving homes. And so Bluey's like Well, you gotta wrap me out like <laughs> No, no, listen, I'm calling myself out here okay. too. Cause like I used to like I used to internally make fun of Bluey adults. And then I watched the first episode and I'm like, mm, Yeah. Really, like yeah. you saying, yeah, like it just has to depend on good writing. You can compare that to a lot yeah. of stuff. Yeah, like yeah. I think Oh, sorry, I, Eric, go ahead. Uh yeah, I just wanted to like cut in it sounds like the discussion overall is like people don't appreciate the um, work that goes into a lot of kids media which i think is something that's especially as an animated film fan is really frustrating like uh you know people can sometimes just brush off like oh it's a comic book movie it's not supposed Mm -hmm. to be held to a same standard but no comic book movies can be and have been really impressive at yeah, times yeah. Mm-hmm. i think whether it's a kids movie or a film for all ages or comic book you know i think there is still a very high bar that you can i mean reach with some films that we've gotten before i mean it, it reminds me a lot of like suicide squad like the uh, the two like you co- compare and contrast the two movies that came out <laughs> like the first one that came out was hot garbage <laughs> Like I didn't watch it, but the second one. No, but the second one was great. One of my favorite superhero movies, for sure. No, it's it's a great movie, um, and like, do do I think it's high art? Not really. Do I think it's it's very? <laughs> okay, that's int- where we differ. Okay, <laughs> I, I think it's high art. <laughs> okay, that's also fair. Like, not everything necessarily not everything. needs to be high art. That's, yeah, that's as my point. As long as it like has its own voice, right? Like, 
And that's and that's my thing with like with the MCUification is I don't expect like I'm not having high expectations. Like I don't think that every MCU movie needs to be an A24 film. They tried that with uh, Eternals. Eternals and that yeah. did, and that bored the hell out of me in 10 minutes. Like oh, I tried. I did, I did. <laughs> Okay. Listen, I tried, and it's not because I have a low attention span. It, I well, I went through Midsommar thinking, what the hell am I watching, right? I haven't seen it yet. It's I need, good. One of these days I'll do an A24 thing. It's but a yeah, good one. like what you're saying of the superhero fatigue, and this is why, you know, end of Ant-Man, I talked to you about this specifically. <laughs> I go back to this conversation a lot. I'm like, I think I'm going to take a break from Marvel stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I was talking with Brian, and he's like, oh, so you're not going to watch like Secret Invasion? I was like, actually, that looks pretty good. And you're not going to watch Guardians 3? actually looks pretty good. And you're not going to watch the new Captain America. Well, I have to watch the new... Like, I'm stuck in this forever. Yeah. But at least... <laughs> at least it looks like that they're making changes and they've heard the feedback. Mm. Um, this is kind of going more into the more cinematic universe stuff, whereas, mm-hmm. like I said before, Guardians isn't necessarily associated with that almost. This is good. It's, it is, but it isn't. It is, yeah, exactly. But, like, I think I'm at a point where I'm not going to just watch it because it's Marvel want to watch it because of what it's doing almost and like mm-hmm. taking it outside of the cinematic universe and appreciating appreciating it as a piece of media mm-hmm. i feel like you can definitely do that with guardians yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure i agree um getting more into the trailer a little bit we uh see will poulter who is dramatically transformed have y'all do you know who will poulter is pill walter pill walter uh, actually, yeah <laughs> he, he was like in narnia and stuff like that. yes that's why I, I recognize like him. meet the millers or whatever that okay. sh- i definitely is. know him from uh, narnia the, spoiled cousin who's in the Don Shredder film. Yeah, something like that. Uh, he is uh, Adam Warlock, uh, who has been used very sparingly in the trailers, even though he is a pretty big character in Marvel lore and Guardians of the Galaxy. He was like the whole stinger for volume two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, uh, in the comics, has led the Guardians of the Galaxy team at multiple points. Really? Hmm. I know in the video game he was in there and he kind of leaves them for a second. Yeah. Which I love that video game, by the way. Very the video game is so good. Um, <laughs> I haven't played it yet, but it's good. It's on my list. Is it okay? Listen, I have a question on that. Is it better than the Marvel's Adventures game? That oh, for yes. sure. That's not even discussion. That's not high bar. High bar. Yeah. Well, listen, I just be my expectation of comic book movies is kind of one for three right now because Marvel's Adventures I was hyped for did not do well. Uh, never played. Uh, I mean, I never played Guardians of the Galaxy, and then Gotham, Gotham Knights Gotham was not Knights great. Spider- Plus, Spider-Man One, Miles Morales. Okay, but that Spider-Man came out before too. this whole onslaught, and now the whole yeah. suicide, like suicide, suicide kills Spider-Man. the Justice League thing. That's a whole nother topic. <laughs> That's uh, a whole nother good, topic. Yeah, but. good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but he is an interesting character because he has a soul stone in his head at the end of Endgame. Um, Cap kind of took all the Infinity Stones back to their perspective universes. So I'm wondering how they're going to explore that, uh, especially with Vision running around without his Infinity Stone in his head. Or at least a copy. White Vision. Vision. Yeah, yeah the, right. the evil Vision. Whatever. So, yeah, Spoiler can we just like, say we're going to spoil WandaVision? Yeah, it's been out for a while. Yeah. Because like the, if I recall correctly, S.H.I.E.L.D. or maybe it's their replacement group Swords uh, hmm. wanted to create a new version of Vision who fought against Wanda's um, reality recreation of the original. And Mm -hmm. I think if I remember correctly, he just kind of went off to the mountains to try to find his own purpose. (laughs) While Wanda went and killed like a lot of people. And try to kill a child. I stand behind Wanda. She had a heated witch moment, okay? (laughs) 
She has a good heart, okay? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just, just buried under just tragedy. Just hero things, okay? Uh-huh. Superhero things like killing a child. Having yeah. mass collateral yeah. damage. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, shit, if you say that. (laughs) Um, I wonder if it's going to create a conflict with Peter. I wonder if Will, not Will, sorry, uh, Adam Warlock is going to try to, you know, become like the leader type. I don't know what they have planned for him in this movie. I'm really interested. Because we had that thing with Thor. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like they explored it well enough for, what was that, Endgame? Mm -hmm. Endgame. Yeah. And those are like some, I go back to that moment with Rubber Band Man playing and all that. But, um. (laughs) Oh. I would love to see more of that because Peter, Peter's so, uh, what's the word? Peter Quill. Peter Quill. Yeah. Yeah. And this just... like Superman type person comes into the team. It's yeah. like, he's obviously going to be like a bit insecure. And insecure. Try to... That's the word. Yeah. He's yeah, so yeah. insecure. Yeah, it's like Green Arrow standing next to Clark Kent. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. gonna... I wonder how powerful. Clark Kent's just a journalist though. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's done. Duh. Um, yeah, I was going to say, um, yeah, I don't really know, again, because he, Warlock is featured very sparingly in the trailer, mm-hmm. and in his original comic appearance, um, he, was, he wasn't he was created by the same uh, hive mind, gold skin group mm-hmm. in the comics. It was actually like a team of human scientists who basically wanted to create a new super powerful race that they could use to conquer the world with. But Adam sensing that they had ill intentions with his creation, basically killed off his um, former creators. So it's gonna be interesting to see if Adam is really loyal to the uh, Guardian supremacy that uh, created him in volume two. Like, is he just going to be their emissary and try and get revenge on the guardians is he running away from them we really don't know just yet yeah and it's interesting because the villain of this movie is the high evolutionary who has heavy ties to rocket and uh, the high evolutionary it seems from the trailers is uh obsessed with creating the perfect specimen and if adam warlock comes along and he's basically kind of he's space jesus yeah the perfect (laughs) specimen he's looking for i wonder if there's going to be like some sort of tug between Adam Warlock and the Guardians and the High Evolutionary? Like, who's going to get him? Yeah, I know. So I didn't know any of that going into this. I apologize. I didn't read your, well, your awesome notes. You're all good. <laughs> but James Gunn has said multiple times how excited he is for us to learn about this character. And he is, like, one of the better or maybe one of his favorite villains that he's gotten to write and direct. And so kind of based off of that, I'm like, can't wait to see. But that whole idea, especially exploring Rocket's backstory, is interesting. Yeah. Because we've had the hints of that sprinkled throughout, like, since volume one. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess, I don't know, like, a part of me thinks it's kind of lame that we're only now starting to get to his backstory. But on the other hand, volume one was more an ensemble mm-hmm. film about everyone. And volume two is more specifically about Peter's yeah. backstory and yeah. about his relationship well, not, with Gamora. Now you so got like, me thinking, how do you think they're going to balance ending off the Guardians, but also trying to provide context for Rocket? Because at the same time, they're going to be balancing those two, two and well, a half hour runtime. Yeah, 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 I feel like it's going to be a long movie because yeah. there's a lot that 
they seem to be wanting to cover. Mm-hmm. Well, beyond that, too, like there's an interesting dynamic because reminder, Gamora is also coming back from like essentially being mind wiped. Like this is just kind of a brand new Gamora that doesn't. They also need to explain yep. that. Yeah. yeah. So like I feel like in seeing those parallels, I, th- I think I think what this movie is going to boil down to is like the first one is like, you know, um, I think it was either Ronnie or Eric that mentioned this earlier, like, you know, the Groot and Rocket finally find a family, you know, that they've always wanted. Second movie is, you know, kind of a Quill kind of redefining family and just sort of saying, you know, really doubling down on the first movie's message. Because the first one is like found family. Even like the uh, scummiest people on Earth can become like best of buds. Right. Finds bonds with other people yeah but the second movie uh, go, uh, goes down uh, like doubles down on that saying hey family doesn't have to be biological family is like what you want to determine and so the third one is just i think you know fundamentally it's looking at kind of the deterioration of that and how do you really deal with that you know quill has to deal with a lot like uh it seems from the trailer like he has he's revisiting we're revisiting like quill's mom's death which is like something that's been pivotal in all three movies mm-hmm. um like there's a hospital scene where you can see him kind of like it's it's, it's super split uh like a super split second is that thing. where he's like screaming he's screaming and you see like the ventilator tube and i think like blood who's drop. on that table I'm, yeah. I'm, i <laughs> i think it's a it's a back it's a flashback to quill's mom okay um kind of like the nightmare sequence peter went through with and the stereo and uh um like, Peter He's Parker got gotcha. experiencing. Mm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, well, it's because like, if you remember like from the first movie where he's abducted, like his mom was going through cancer and chemo and all mm-hmm. that. And like, he was, he kind of, he still has that trauma. Something about that scream though, the way he was acting, mm-hmm. like makes it seem like it was something a little bit more shocking and like, yeah. yeah. I don't know why they would revisit it when they kind of, took care of it in the second one mm-hmm. that's I'm, my thing but maybe yeah. i don't know i that was the impression i got anyways yeah. um but like you know so i think i think we're definitely going to be revisiting a lot of those okay. themes in this movie especially from rocket's point of view where it's like you know he already has his family like it's it's great it's a and yeah um and it's just kind of like that deterioration of like you know you're seeing potentially your friends die you're um yeah. And you're seeing like uh, this division, this schism, because uh, again, Gamora's coming back, uh, an entirely new Gamora. Yeah. So like, how do you handle all that? Do you think it think would it... be Gamora that's on the table? No. Okay. I think it's okay. interesting what they're going to do with Gamora. We, the one thing I love Guardians too, but the one thing I hated about that movie was at the end of Guardians one, they're like we're a family, and then at the start of Guardians two, they hate each other again. Yeah. And it's like a kind of a reset. Which, I mean, that's how family kind of. To works. be fair, uh, The Incredibles kind of did yeah. that. <laughs> that's also yeah. a grab and I have with that. To be fair on another end, I think from a more like real life relationship sort of standpoint, uh, just because like you have a strong bond with other people, I think that doesn't necessarily mean they don't still get on your nerves. And right. Like, at least personally, I feel like at the end of the first movie, like I think they more understand each other's quirks, but, you know, they're still not like fully gelling together yeah i just but my hopes for this movie is we get a little bit past that if that makes any sense because we're yeah. already getting that reset with gamora with them basically being back to square one with Peter. <laughs> yeah. and it's like too much i do think um sorry i just wanted to note i think that is one of the things that guardians definitely does better consistently mm-hmm. with um its characters than other films is in the mcu is i think I do get a sense even when 
they're bickering with each other that the guardians really do care about each other's well-being and generally like spending time around each other which i think is something that especially with the very joss whedon-ishy snark that tends to be in a lot of later mcu films is hmm. they kind of forget to make characters feel like they like each other or the earlier ones had like, suffered from this but yeah. I will say, too, in defense of Guardians 2, there, there are two things that kind of made me say, okay, like, I, I, I can kind of see why. And this is, it's the same argument I have for Incredibles 2, funnily enough. In, in, in both Incredibles 2 and Guardians 2, it is kind of, it's, impl- it's stated that it's not that much time, like, not that much time has passed between the first and second movie. Fair. And so, like, I kind of like that in both movies, like, in um, where it's like, yeah, it's kind of realistic to say that just because you form a family in the first movie doesn't instantly mean that, like, in a day, if a day has passed, like, oh, we're a family, so now we love each other. Like, no, that's just not what happens. And, like, in Incredibles 2, for example, a literal week passes. I think it's, yeah. like, right after, like, the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere like that. So, like, yeah, yeah. you know, so, and in Incredibles 2, like, it's implied that, you know, Elastigirl thing said, that Bob is having an affair. So, like, I don't think he can really recover from that in an instant just because, like, oh, well, we saved the day again as a family. And it's the same thing here. Like, yeah, um, they're a family in the first one and, like, oh, they like each other now. They still have a background of, like, criminals that were uh, with heavy trauma. And, like, in in cases of Gamora, like, I I think particularly the interesting parallels between Nebula and Rocket um, Mm -hmm. and that both were experimented on, both were, like, physically like uh abused and experimented upon um like yeah no dirt i don't think that they would really be quick to trust anybody or like change their ways and how they have those defense mechanisms so i do agree though that the third movie i think we should at this point with how much time has passed especially post blip um Mm -hmm. with endgame and uh and all that yeah i think i think like now we've set a good foundation of like, okay, it's pretty stable, especially after Yondu's death, especially after the whole shibakle with uh, dealing with uh, uh, Quill's trauma with his dad. Um, you know, they're stronger than ever. And so I think this third movie, like I said, is really going to look at, you know, testing that strength, uh, like that strength of Bond. But say now it's time to take a sledgehammer to it and then just mm-hmm. and watch yeah. it all crumble down. <laughs> yeah. I think that's going to be interesting, especially like you mentioned the trauma, seeing rockets like, you know, actually being experimented on the little baby rocket. Yeah. Well, oh. and his little otter brother, too. Like, yeah, you see in, I, thought in the trailers. I thought that was actually. I thought that was a girl. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Okay. I don't, I listen. I, in the comics, apparently. I, we're not knocking <laughs> you for not guessing the otter's gender. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sorry for misgendering the otter. <laughs> I was just double checking that I was right. Yeah. I Like I said, I haven't really been following a lot of this. Almost, I, I didn't either. Yeah. And like, the, most of my, the extent of my knowledge, like, I don't know anything from the comics. And to be fair, the comics is a lot different than, like, the, the yeah. MCU, especially for Guardians. Like, yeah. it's, huh. it's so different. It's well, so that's different. the whole thing, right, is that James Gunn was able to take these characters where, like, the comics were good, but I think they weren't anything to write home about. And then have all of us care a lot about these characters, which, mm-hmm. like, and I, I'm a huge James Gunn fan at this point. He's able to do that with a lot of different characters. We Better than just Joss got a, Whedon. Yes. Yeah. We literally just got a whole amazing TV show about Peacemaker. Who could have expected that? Like the, the super... All the DC I, Punisher. Or the Doom Patrol as or well. Or the Doom Patrol, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so 
I, I'm going into this also like kind of more so and I, I feel like I've said this about the last couple movies where it's like, yeah, no, I have a feeling it'll be good and then it hasn't been good. But <laughs> hey, we have made this time. Was fun. Law of averages dictates. It was fun because of all of us yeah. going. Fun and good are two different. Exactly. <laughs> I trust John James Gunn with this movie, and like I, I'll probably watch a lot of. And I understand people not getting his or like not necessarily liking his types style. of filmmaking or humor. You're never gonna. It so that. works for me. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it works for me just because it's it. He he definitely borrows a lot of. I, what I like about James Gunn's cinematography is he borrows a lot of different elements. Like mm-hmm. the first, like the first uh, opening scene of Guardians Two is by far one of my favorite in cinema, just because like it's so good. It's mm-hmm. so good. Like I, I already love like a one take kind of like a panoramic thing, um, but just seeing like the chaos and like the sci fi weirdness of like Guardians Two yeah. and the, and and I, I think I said this during the Ant Man episode. Guardians and both Guardians and Ant Man are my favorites so far in the Marvel Universe outside of Spider-Man because they delve into the weirdness and they're not afraid to just like be like, like delve into that classic uh, Hitchhiker's Guide kind of comedy, yeah. you know, where it's like very stilted. Um, like the first movie, uh, the, the opening scene, it's like, I'm Star-Lord, man. Who? <laughs> works for me. It yeah. just works. Yeah, James Gunn's humor is, like you said, not everybody gets it, but I don't know. It, it feels like at least for this movie, since it's going to, have more emphasis on you know the stakes of the guardians which i really love like in the mcu we need more stakes in ant-man okay here's the difference between ant-man stakes or like you know fake stakes and real stakes Mm -hmm. and ant-man's like the whole universe is on the line king's gonna break out and then when you watch that movie you don't really like feel that and uh sorry go on um and with this movie it feels like since it's more personal and condensed especially with just the Guardians being the focus. It feels like the stakes can actually, you know, yeah, actually we're about to, we might, yeah. I mean, we will probably, most certainly, lose characters that we've grown to really care about. Mm-hmm. So At least two people are going to die. Yes. I am calling it right now. Yeah. Drax is definitely going to die. That's why, yeah. like, yeah. if you set the stakes too high, then it's, like, almost entirely unbelievable that the heroes are actually going to lose. Unless it's, like, Infinity War, where the heroes losing is an important turning point in the overall plot like look when the entire universe is threatened there's no way that they're just not going to so again yeah the personal stakes make it much more compelling because we really again we keep talking about how we have no idea who's gonna live or die through this and that's something to like actually like place your 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 fears on like World ending stakes only work if it's grounded by personal stakes. So like it can work and in Ant Man it didn't. I, I don't want to rap too much on Ant Man, but done. we spent a whole hour and a half doing that. It's <laughs> really bad. Um, yeah. check out our episode on Ant Man. Yeah. yeah. I think <laughs> Ant Man is like I mean, there was a form of personal stakes in terms of I think the main personal stakes that I felt like they were trying to go for with that was hindering was on Scott and Cassie's relationship as father and daughter. But oh, regardless know, of how we, we feel about that, uh, that was always, it was always kind of like, a, it was present, but it didn't feel like it was properly emphasized. You know what I, you know what I think it is, Eric? I think, genuinely, I think Ant-Man went wrong in including Kang. And I think that's what this movie For a lot of reasons. <laughs> For a lot of reasons. But like, you know, you think about the first two movies and the stakes were at least like manageable because 
I mean, the first one, he's fighting Darren. We don't know who the hell Darren is. And it's like, okay, it's a classic fun movie. Like, it's again, it's not high art, but it doesn't have to be. And I love that about it. Ant-Man 2, again, it's not high art, but like it's a, it's a heist movie. It's always mm-hmm. been a heist movie kind of series. And so the third one, suddenly it's like, it's a heist movie, but now the world's ending. Yeah. <laughs> you know? it, I do like how Darren was probably one of the few... Marvel villains who actually did come close to killing a child. Because <laughs> he got like into, <laughs> that, that is true. Get, like, into Cassie's room yeah. and tried to oh, yeah, he use was her as a hostage yeah. against Scott. Um, but we'll see. That's, <laughs> but that's from the trailers, though. That's kind of what I like about, about Guardians. It's like they don't really have that high stakes. Like they have per, they they have the personal stakes, again, yeah. of like. Adam Warlock, I, I don't know. The way I read from the trailers, it seems like Adam Warlock is going to be one, the one that kills everybody. What? That's okay. sort of the bye bye God. That would be an interesting. Listen, and, and for it if that does high stakes. Happen. What was cool? I mean, Guardians one did have some pretty high stakes in terms of. I mean, once again, just a classic bad guy for bad guy's sake that mm-hmm. doesn't really have a lot of character. With Ronan, yeah. yeah, yeah, that led more into. Getting get time with the Guardians, though. Well, we get some fun lines. Well, the thing is, too, is like even when they included Thanos, both in Ant- with with Ant Man's involvement of like becoming the leader of the Avengers, quote unquote, and with Guardians, was like Gamora being like, "Oh yeah, by the way, my dad's like on a genocidal run." <laughs> to and, he, yeah. you know, um, like in both cases, it's still focused on the personal stakes, yeah. and I think that's what's kind of deviated, for, and like that's what's kind of been fatiguing a lot from from like the newer phases it's just like there's so much emphasis on the grander scale that there's not like enough time to go like scope was scope down like they you know what was nice about the mcu like in its early stage was like yeah it's an overall plot but the overall plot is intertwined with these smaller stories with these smaller like snapshots of time you know you see spider-man for example he didn't like you know with his entire journey across all three movies, yeah, there was some entanglement, the blip, and like everything, but that was just part of Peter Parker's life. It wasn't like in like you know Thanos defeated, boom, bam. Spider Man Three is just like oh by oh shit, <laughs> I'm back in reality, I'm back in my life, and like personal stakes were there, and my actions have consequences. Oh now my gosh! There. Oh no, Uncle Ben was right. <laughs> you know. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I feel like that personal touch has just been missing a lot. Um, Ant-Man 3 was missing from that. And, like, I'm I'm willing to admit that. I'm not even a, an Ant-Man 3 <laughs> stan, for the record. Um, but, like, you know, they try to have that personal connection with Cassie. It's hard to have that personal connection with Cassie when Kang's <laughs> looming. You I know, think when we don't spend really a significant amount of the film yeah yeah on her i think well a significant part of the film is like explaining why king is such a bad guy why king is such a bad guy so, um um feature jackson sorry if you were picking up on the bass sounds I know, of, uh, of the party gonna, yeah if i'm going to pick up on that this will be interesting um but with with that and the uh, Crimson Knight starting downstairs uh, uh i just wanted to hear what you guys thought about what are your guys' expectations for this movie? Because this is the last Guardians movie. We already know people are going to die. Like, what are you hoping from to get from the movie? I, so just to preface, I am not the biggest Marvel guy. As in, I haven't kept up to date. For right? shame, Cass. So, no, so, <laughs> whole backstory. No, so I watched everything up until Endgame in chronological order. 
Nice. Like through a whole week. My ex made me do it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but this is a whole backstory. <laughs> so you're getting a little a little more story about me, a little Kazlor. But what's your superhero name? Getty. Getting his backstory. She on said I was an Ant-Man. Super villain. You were an Ant-Man. She you said were I, was, I, was, I was a Scott Lang. So I don't know what that what means. Is, I don't know how to. I'm take taking that. that in a way that we shouldn't touch on the podcast. But expectations, <laughs> expectations. <laughs> so, Kaz, uh, you were saying about uh, your about your ex. <laughs> so, anyways, about yeah, your, back, no, yeah, about your so backstory. Pretend with I didn't message. Damn, I should have known. I should have known better. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know too much about the whole Guardians of the Galaxy or like Marvel or something, something like that. But from what I picked up from the trailer, I, I don't know too much about it, but I know that there is going to be some sort of death. I mean, you don't have the main character screaming at, at the best I time. still can't figure it. Like, I've been but running through who, every character and I'm like, yeah. what Well, character? we know one for sure, right? Or we're pretty sure. Let's be real. Jax, they scream Jax, a lot in the trailers. It could be Jax. Yeah, yeah. It could be but I feel like yeah, there's going to be someone, but I don't know. Would he be that emotional? I, maybe. He, the only one I'm honestly thinking is Rocket. And I know we've kind of said that they're leaning into it so much that it couldn't be Rocket. Like, There's he no has way. such a connection with Rocket because they're always, like, fighting, but they're there's always, a place of yeah, love. Yeah, yeah. It's I like could, a brotherly, yeah. like, rivalry. See, but I don't know. It could be either that or Jax. The thing that I kind of saw is, again, I don't know the whole backstory. So you have, like, that, what was it? You have his backstory of him being, like, experimented on, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And then there's another one, right, that just pops up out of nowhere. And so I heard that you guys mentioned a couple times how it was gonna be like a, everyone kind of has to go their separate ways, like nothing lasts forever type of thing. So I feel like that's gonna be Rocket's end, is yeah. that he's gonna go off and do his own thing with yeah. whoever. With Thor, with, probably. Uh, the, with the otter. Uh, yeah, the otter, yeah, the otter yeah. thing. Yeah. 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 And Groot's, and Groot, Groot's the third, the third wheel. The third, and yeah. Groot, hey, Groot, Groot's the third wheel. Groot is Rocket's adopted son. Like, oh, that's, that's fair, just, that's fair, that's fair. Wait. Are we gonna see Thor? No, because Th- Thor's already gone. Thor's already gone. Okay. I don't. What Wait. I totally forgot about. Oh here. yeah, Love and Thunder. Yeah. 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 I, I still I, need to watch. Things that. happens. Uh, you're not missing much. Yeah. End game. I'm not reliable for. Okay. I'm, I don't even really remember where he. Is. I'm reliable for the, uh, the TV what? shows. Floating head, like the Hulk. up those. From. What That's racially that? motivated. <laughs> um, wait, wait. Uh, oh, let me turn your mic up real quick. <laughs> uh, go around real God. quick. Rapid fire. Uh, preliminary scores. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, go. Eight and a half. Okay. Eight. Nine. Nine. I'm gonna. Yeah. Just for t- just to be safe, I'm gonna lowball an eight. Yeah. Okay. It's I James Gunn, so I have faith it's gonna still yeah. bring yeah. emotional beats. It can't be sure. bad. I I, I think okay. it's too good to fail. <laughs> My um, thing is, recent Marvel movies have led me up for expectation, which honestly, I, I like I said, I trust James Gunn. Yeah, and he will do a good job. So I can see this me coming out of this a nine. I'm just going into this with lower expectations. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um. Cool. So that was this episode of Wishful Thinking. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our unsolicited opinions. Uh, if you haven't already, <laughs> um. Uh, follow us on Instagram at the Geek Wave, uh, Twitter at the Geek Wave, and uh, TikTok at the Geek Wave. And our website is thegeekwave.com. Uh, and if you want to keep in touch with Ucast, their Instagram is u.cast. And we'll catch you guys on our post reaction. See you later. See ya. See ya. Sick.